All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. We are the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates here on YouTube. In this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And today is Wednesday, December 14th. And it's quite interesting because uh, stocks have risen two days in a row after better than expected CPI data. But the wild ride isn't over yet. Today is Fat meeting. So, what will Powell do? And most importantly, how are we trading the markets? That's what we're going to talk about. If this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Hardcutter. This is my head coach, Mark Hodge, and we are real traders who trade live accounts. So, we got a lot of trading experience, and we are showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So, <laughs> trust me, we know our stuff, and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. If you're looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. And with that, let's hop over to the S&P. And boy, yesterday was a wild ride. We, we, we almost have to start with that before we talk about today, shall we? Oh, yeah, Marcus. I mean, what a freaking roller coaster yesterday with that gap higher. Uh, everybody just loving that data. And, uh, and it, I mean, I wouldn't have expected that big of a reversal, but S&P finishing just point, uh, yeah, the NASDAQ up. The NASDAQ was up over 4% uh, and what, it finished uh, the day up just 1%? It, it was absolutely crazy. I mean, we talked about it yesterday morning. We expected the markets to just diddle along there or maybe sure. fall a little bit because this was an overreaction. I mean, 4%, that's a, a big jump, especially ahead of the Fed meeting. But that it drops that much and pulls back just shows how nervous investors are ahead of what Powell is going to say today. Today is the big day. And I, I see you're pulling up the economic calendar. So the Fed wraps up their two-day policy meeting. And uh, we see here that at 2 p.m. Eastern time, we get the first batch. So that's when the Fed funds rate is released the FOMC economic projections and the FOMC statement. And that's followed by an FOMC press conference at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. So you typically see two reactions. Well, three, one at two, uh, the second during the press conference, and then third the next day. <laughs> it's typical that uh, tomorrow, I mean, whatever happens today, usually the next day, we have a reaction in the opposite direction. So uh, we, we shall see. Now, both of these events uh, can actually very heavily move the market because as of this morning, market participants still only factoring in an 82% probability of a 50 basis per uh, point hike. I thought, especially after yesterday's, uh, yesterday's better than expected CPI, that right now everybody would be betting on, oh yeah, yeah, half a percentage point, that's kind of a given. But looking at the probabilities, not yet that it is interesting and even yesterday um the the probabilities were it was about 75 25 or you know maybe a little bit higher on the 50 basis point side but i, I mean to be honest i felt as though we'd get the reaction to cpi there would be the big reaction which there was and then the reaction to the fed would be a little muted because of the reaction to cpi but after that huge reversal yesterday, I, I, that, that threw me off. So, I, I mean, I, I do expect some uh, volatility and movement uh, today. 
Yeah, and uh, it, it's really what will Powell say because it's all about the probabilities. What will the Fed do going into 2023? This meeting today is the last meeting of the year. And then also with all other major economic uh, reports out of the way, this meeting today will set the tone for the remaining two weeks uh, that we sure. have. And this is where the question is, will we get to 4,200 in the S&P, which uh, has been my bet for quite a while, uh, actually, since we are here, or will we just stop shy of the 4,200? And that's where I wanted to bring up the the 200-day moving average again. I mean, this puppy here is just acting right now as resistance. It is, and we're kind of snookered in a range between around you know 3,900-ish and 4,100-ish. It looked like yesterday the 4,000 mark in the S&P acted as a little support. So uh, you, you do see some round number support and resistance, and uh, ah, 4,200. Line in the sand, Marcus. Line in the Line sand. Line in the sand. Line in the sand. So, looking at the markets today, uh, we, we just see markets are drifting slightly higher, and I think this here is a reaction to yesterday's very strong reaction because traders realized, wait a minute, the CPI data was actually pretty good, and uh, yeah, so there is some hope. So, honestly, Mark, I believe that today there's more risk to the downside than there is to the upside. What are your thoughts? Okay. Okay. So you believe that uh, with the Fed, that there will be a negative reaction? Yes. And here's why. Powell, I mean, he wants to make sure that not everybody get over enthusiastic, uh, right? I mean, Powell still needs to make sure that the economy is slowing down. So this is why today I believe that he will use some very strong words and say, well, the fight is not over and we still have lots of work to do because he wants to avoid that the market starts rallying. And, and here's why, because when the market starts rallying, consumers are being more confident, they're spending more, companies might uh, continue hiring again and uh, or stopping the hiring freezes. And, and he really just wants to, he wants everybody to believe that we could actually go into a recession next year and be kind of fearful, uh, fearful and, and clamping down on the wallets. So <laughs> keep the money in the wallet, but don't pump it in the economy. I think that's what he wants to do. That's why I think that he will use strong words today. So you think he'll be more hawkish? Hawkish. That is the term. I know this hawkish and dovish. And uh, see, at, at first, when I got introduced to the markets, this was so confusing. And this is why I don't want to confuse everybody. But yes, hawkish <laughs> is... The tone well, that he will know, choose. You know, actually, but we can simplify it, right? Think of the bird of prey, you know, a hawk coming in, swooping in and, and just killing everything. Um, and then there's the dove, uh, you know, the bird of peace. And so if he's <laughs> dovish with his comments, he's saying, oh, things are looking pretty good. Inflation appears to be uh, in a downward trajectory and it shouldn't be so much of an issue where hawkish would be, you know, screw the economy. Right. <laughs> we need to work on this inflation thing. And PPI looked lousy. Jobs are still strong. So there you go. That's uh, dovish versus hawkish in a nutshell. <laughs> there we go. So, I mean, the, the question is, okay, how do we trade this? And we, we already talked with our mastermind members about it uh, this week. We started on Monday morning and say, okay, at this point, we are not interested in selling any puts. Because at this point, uh, we, we just want to wait. Because if there is this afternoon a strong reaction to the downside, 
there will be some opportunities this afternoon to sell puts if there's a strong reaction to the upside. We might have an opportunity tomorrow because, as you said, there's typically a third reaction and that's in the opposite direction of what happens today. Yep. And uh, the, the moves higher also have supported the decision not to sell puts <laughs> just because we know that generally speaking, it's best to sell puts on a down day, sell calls on an up day. And sometimes intuitively as a trader, you feel like you should do the opposite, but that's when you get the best premium. Uh, and that's when as a, a wheel trader, the strategy that we love to trade, you can outperform. Yeah. So looking at our positions, I mean, I, I was looking at NVIDIA a little bit earlier, so I have it up there. Um, okay. not, not much to do. I mean, yesterday also NVIDIA uh, was trading as high as almost uh, 190 at 188. And uh, this where I, I got uh, some comments on YouTube here saying, hey, do you regret that you sold the 175 calls? Uh, why, why didn't you sell the 185 calls? Well. <laughs> Today we see why. I mean, this were, uh, let me just adjust this. Uh, they're expiring on Friday. So here um, I want to play it rather conservative. I sold some more calls on Monday, pocketed almost $5,000 by doing so, uh, which will bring down my break even, even further. And uh, we'll see. I mean, if we have a strong negative reaction to the downside, I might actually be able to sell calls again next week. And if we stay above 175, I, I'm okay getting out of this trade. Okay. Hey, um, apply the expected move. Okay. There we go. Okay. So 187.62 on the upside, 172 on the downside. Okay. So you kind of snookered right in there. Um, right. Exactly. That's where, I mean, right now, I think, I mean, this would be a sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. We'll see. We'll see. This will be interesting. Uh, Google, uh, not much to do. I mean, yesterday also following the market here with the reversal. Uh, today up, so that's good. We uh, Really, a lot depends on this afternoon and tomorrow. So I think that either tomorrow right in the open, we can sell either some puts or calls, uh, or uh, we might have to wait until market settling in tomorrow. I, I would love to be able to sell 104 calls again. Um, you have been doing it and that worked well. So play interesting yesterday also big reversal actually finished down a little bit uh, today uh, right around the unchanged mark. So not a whole lot going on. Uh, we sold the th or I sold the 32 puts expiring December 16th. You did the 31. I sold them for 40 cents. So right now I'm trying to buy it back at four cents. And uh, last time I checked, uh, it's a bit ask is five by six cents. So honestly, if this is not much moving today or moving a little bit higher, I might be close, uh, might be able to close this uh, with 90% of the max profits and therefore freeing up a position of potentially being able to sell some more puts tomorrow. Yeah, I see four by five um, and my exit at 90% would be three cents. So I have an order in, at three. All right. All right. CTRA. Uh, so that's also an interesting one. Uh, we got into this one last week. Uh, let me just uh, move this up a little bit here. So we sold the 26 put. We did get assigned on Monday. We sold the 26 call right now trading at around 25. And this is uh, basically highly correlated here to crude oil and what crude oil is doing. And uh, we know that uh, that crude oil will also react 
to this afternoon. Because uh, if what if Powell says is good for stocks, it will be good for crude oil. So we'll see. That's what this position is doing. Yeah, still, I mean, I'm I'm very content with the the position, even though it's down a little. Yeah. No, very happy with uh, with the positions that we have right now. So there there were a, a few positions popping up today on the scanner, but I mean, I'm not interested right now in, in taking anything ahead of this major report. Because if you sure. go back to the economic calendar, right? I mean, yes, we have the core retail sales tomorrow, but I don't think that this is the important one today. And then uh, if you just look ahead of what's happening next week, a bit of consumer confidence. We have core PCE again, but I, I think the CPI was setting the tone. So I, I don't think that there's any more major reports that could move the market. Today will set the tone for the rest of the of the year. Agreed. Hey, Marcus, uh, do you want to look at a stock not to trade the wheel on? Yes. Let's look at GH. GH. Okay. Uh, Garden Health. Oh, we usually don't like healthcare. So why do you want to look at this one? <laughs> I already well, see why. Bio biotech tends to be a little more volatile. Healthcare, it depends, right? Um, but I, I just, uh, there's this popped up in uh, the mastermind call this morning. Someone pointed it out. And uh, I think this is a good example of where uh, traders who are new to the wheel and new to selling option premium can get very excited, right? Because if you look at the 20 strike for Friday, uh, you can get 60% annualized. And I did verify the bid is still 10 cents. Yeah. So for a $20 stock with a couple of days expiration, you could get 60% annualized. And that would be a 52% drop from the current price to that strike price. So you have a lot of protection to the downside, you might think. And you see all of those orange warnings on our uh, PowerX optimizer uh, telling us that this premium is a little hyperinflated and it's either too crazy or you should really, really, really understand what's going on with this one. I don't even need to look into it. I see this and this is an easy no. Um, but something like uh, GoTo, uh, you know, we had the, the same thing happen right. uh, year where we were saying in our mastermind group don't touch this thing it's a ticking time bomb and you know the stock's trading at a buck 80 from the 150 it was trading at before yeah. so anyway I, I thought it was a good example i, of I think it's great because even point. if you look at the 30 right that would be a 29 percent drop in two days and you get 220 percent annualized yep. if it's, it's too good to be true it is. <laughs> yeah, not, not for the wheel, not for the wheel. We want something consistent, something reliable, predictable, something where, you know, you get that weekly consistency. This one is a total gamble. I wouldn't touch it. Yeah. Talking about another stock that I wouldn't touch is Tesla. Tesla is still sliding. Look at this. I mean, even today, uh, moving further down another 2.7%. And this is while the markets are up. And uh, this is where, uh, I mean, I saw that this morning Goldman Sachs yeah. lowered its price target to 235 uh, yep. from, I, I think, 300 or something like this. But I, I don't think that for Tesla, this slide is over just yet. Hey, trade what you see, not what you think. And right now we see that it's in a downtrend. Yeah. So this is why we stay away from this. Again, compare this to some other stocks that we are trading like CTRA. 
which is really more in a sideways move here or the same with play that is just going sideways here and not in a dramatic downswing like uh, like that, uh, like Tesla. Oh, yeah. Uh, abs I mean, that's, hey, take notes if you're new to, to the yeah. wheel. Tesla way, is not the chart. This one's a better one. <laughs> yeah. So we, we did actually do a video of how to pick the best stocks for the wheel strategy. It's right here. Take a look at this video. If you like how we are going through the stocks, give us a quick like, and then we will see you again in tomorrow's show. Happy trading, everybody.